0: All of you for being out here this morning. Merry Christmas to all of you. Merry Christmas to all of you. And um, to all of you that are watching by way of Compassion Online, which includes Facebook Live, Instagram, YouTube, and every other social media outlet. Thank you so much for. Joining in today, we appreciate you. We're right here. And if you live here locally, we want to invite you out to come and be with us in service. This is not by design to replace church. It's like you start taking vitamins and stop eating. You don't do that. You eat and you take vitamins. The vitamin is not supposed to replace your food. It's a supplement. Amen. And Online is a supplement. It's not supposed to replace you coming and gathering together. So if you live here locally, we want to invite you out. Better to be on the scene and not just watch us on the screen. I'm gonna. And, um, uh, I, I'm not embarrassing him because he wore it himself. But I just want Minister Watkins to come stand in front of you. Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Let him, do, let him do, look. Let look, look. Come on! Come on! Come on! Talk to me. Huh? What you think? What you think? What you think? He did that, huh? What you think, huh? We, he dressed like brown, huh? <laughs> Who me? <laughs> open <laughs> Open your Bible to Luke the first chapter, Luke the first chapter. <laughs> Can you hear me? You said no. Say it again. Turn, can you turn it up a little bit? I'm popping. Pull it down. Turn it up. I'm popping. What else? Uh-oh. Fuzzy down. Is that better, though? It pops with this off? Pop. Unzip my little thing there. Unzip my little thing there. And just let it hang. I liked it zipped up, though. Is that better? Okay, we're gonna be here in all afternoon if you guys can't give me some help. Alright, so today we're talking about the ABCs of Christmas. Woohoo! How many of you love Christmas? Yeah. And listen, when Jesus comes into your life, Christmas is not just the most wonderful time of the year. Every time of the year every day of your life ought to be the most wonderful day of your life not that it's all rosy that not that it's all peachy but just knowing that jesus is on our side he's in our corner god loves us unconditionally he's fighting our battles for us the holy spirit lives on inside of us he's giving us his word i mean it's just a great time to be saved and to be born again so today we're talking about the abcs of christmas now you know i i spent i'm spending many years in education i'm believing god for full-time ministry coming here right around the corner I want you to add your faith to mine. But until then, I will continue to work in um, education. And one of the things that we teach our students is the uh, five elements of a story. Now, depending on who you talk to and who you listen to, they might say that there's more. I'm going to go with five elements. So if you think there's six, just bear along with me today. Um, We're going to do five. So there's five elements to a story. Uh, These essential elements are components. They keep the story running smoothly. They allow the action to develop in a logical way. All right? So let's look at the ABCs of the Christmas story through this lens of these five elements. Okay? Um, the Christmas story is really exciting. There are many twists, there are many turns, there are a lot of things that are very unlikely, things that are unconventional in the Christmas story, not to mention the supernatural and extraordinary power of God in the Christmas story. So let's look at the five elements of the Christmas story. Now, the first element of the story is the setting. Everybody say setting. setting. And setting is made up of two parts. The setting is made up of both the when and the where. Most people just think of setting as where, but when is just as much a part of the setting as where. Okay? Do you have Luke, the first chapter? Yeah. Let's pick it up in verse 26. But now... In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Okay, so the first part of our setting in the Christmas story is set up right here. The when is in the sixth month. Now, in the Bible, there is nothing written that's just there just for fluff. Everything is in there for a reason. It wasn't the fourth month. It wasn't the fifth month. And it wasn't the seventh month. So in understanding the Christmas story and in applying the Christmas story to our lives, we have to understand that God has a set time. Say set time. time. Say set set time. And guess what? Most of the time, our set time and his set time are not the same. So we have to understand Jesus didn't come in the fifth month. He didn't come in the seventh month. He came in the sixth month. Turn with me in your Bibles to Galatians of 4th chapter and the 4th verse. Galatians 4 and 4. Now keep your ribbon in Luke because we're going to go back and forth. Galatians, the 4th chapter and the 4th verse. So we we got the setting. That's the first part. The setting has two components to it. It has the when, which is in the sixth month. And we're going to talk about the where here in just a minute. Do you have Galatians 4 and 4? Do you? It says, but when the fullness of time had come. But when the fullness of time had come, everybody say, every delay delay is in my favor. favor. Say it again. Every delay delay is in my favor. favor. Say, I will not not discount discount delays. delays. Say it again. I will not not discount discount delays delays. because every delay delay is is in my favor. Do you believe that? When it's taking too long, what should your confession be? God, it's taking too long. No, your confession would be every delay is in my favor. And I will not discount delays. Our steps are ordered by God. We must be in the right place at the right time. The Bible says in Galatians 4 and 4, and in the fullness of time. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, Born under the law to redeem those who are under the law that we might receive the adoption as son. All right. So the when is in the fullness of time. Turn back to Luke the fourth. I'm sorry, Luke, the first chapter. Let's talk about the where. It's there in the 26th verse. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth. So Jesus grew up in Nazareth. They said he wasn't born in Nazareth, but that's where he grew up. So when people talked about where he was from, they said he was from Nazareth. Nazareth is a really, really, really small town. Some of the um, research that I read said that it was less than a thousand people in population. Can you believe that? Less than a thousand people in population. You would have thought Jesus would be born in this big, huge city, downtown, nice hospital. No, 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 no. God said, I want you to be able to relate to him He's got to be able to relate to you. So we're going to have him born in this little bitty town. And people at that time were identified where they were from. Right. It said Jesus, the Nazarene or Jesus from Nazareth. And people from Nazareth were all despised and condemned, despised and rejected. And that's what Isaiah 53 said. Right. He was despised and rejected. So everybody from Nazareth, I mean, everybody from Nazareth was despised and rejected. So guess what? He can understand when you feel despised and rejected. Anybody in here feel rejected, don't raise your hand. I know you do. Anybody in here feel despised, don't raise your hand. I know you do. But listen, Jesus knows what that feels like. I read somewhere in a magazine or online somewhere that said one of the one of the hardest things for an individual to overcome emotionally is rejection. Not disappointment. Rejection is one of the hardest things for people to overcome. That's why the Bible says Jesus was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So the first part of our story is the setting, which is the when and the where in the sixth month or in the fullness of time. Jesus was born forth as a Nazarene in John one forty five. It says Jesus of Nazareth. And then the Nathaniel went on to say, can anything good. Can anything good come out of your hometown? Can anything good come out of your house? Can anything good come out of your life? And the answer is not yes. The answer is absolutely yes. Matter of fact, God loves to take people from Nazareth, to take the the low thing, to take those that are overlooked, To take those that are marginalized, he loves to do that. You see that all throughout the story of Jesus, you can see it all throughout the pages of the Bible, where God chose those that had issues and problems and raised them up. People that made mistakes, people that did wrong thing. Jesus comes from Nazareth, born at the right time. It's God's season. Everybody say it's God's season for my life. life. Whatever season you're in is God's season for your life. Don't wait till tomorrow. Today is your day. Now is the day of salvation. Amen. Amen. So we understand the setting. And we understand, uh, I'm sorry, the setting, the when and the where. Now, let's look at our main characters. Verse 27 to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. So Joseph and Mary are two of the main characters, but they're not the star of this show. They're very important. They lead up to who this main star is, but they are very important. Now, notice here it says that Mary was, I'm sorry, Joseph was of the house of David. That's important. But Joseph... I'm sorry, Joseph was of the house of David. Let me, let me get I'm getting ahead of myself. To the virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, the house of David. So Joseph was from the house of David. It doesn't say who Mary's house was, but Mary was from the house of God. Who said it? Someone said God. Was that you? Mary's from the house of God. What's more important, your natural house or your heavenly house? What's more important, your natural family or your heavenly family? family. Doesn't say because she was of the house of God. How do I know that? Because look, it gives her resume right here. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one, the house of God. The Lord is with you, the house of God. Blessed are you among women, the house of God. And what are you today? Say, "I'm I'm highly favored. The Lord is with me. And I'm blessed of God. Blessed Say it again. I'm highly favored. I'm highly favored. The, Lord the Lord is with me and I'm blessed of God. Blessed so we understand that's the who or the characters. So we've got the where the when and that's the who. But the main character is Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Verse 29. But when he saw him. She was troubled, at his saying, and consider what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, verse 31, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. And in my Bible, Jesus is in all capital letters. He's the main character. It's not about Mary. It's not about Joseph. It's not about Gabriel. It's not about John. It's not about you. Who's the main character? Who's the main star in this story? Who needs to be at center stage? Jesus. Jesus needs to be at center stage in your life. And he needs to stay there. The enemy wants you to look at you. And when you look at you, you don't like what you see unless you look at you through the lens of who Jesus is. Unless you look at yourself through the lens of being in Christ. You don't look good and neither do I. But oh, when I look at myself through what Jesus has done for me, I look real good. No, I look really, really good. Matter of fact, I look perfect. I look righteous and so do you. I look holy and so do you. Not only do we look righteous, not only do we look holy, we are righteous and we are holy because of Jesus. Aren't you glad for him? The greatest gift that was ever given. So Jesus, the son of God, is the main character. Now, the plot gets going here because all of these things that he lists here tells you about Jesus, the main character. He will be great and he's from Nazareth. He will be called the son of highest and he's from Nazareth. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, from Nazareth, born in a stable, born in a manger. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom. There will be no end. All right. So something is not connecting here who Jesus is and the situation or the circumstance that he's in. But guess what? Everything that was on the inside of him, it was going to come out and everything's on the inside of you. It is going to come out. We create a faith environment here. We teach people how to walk by faith and not by sight. We teach people how to pray. We teach people how to stand. We teach people how to serve. We teach people how to give because the Bible says the greatest in the kingdom is the servant of all. So Jesus was born and he said, I didn't come to serve to be served, but I came to serve and get to give my life as a ransom for many. So he shows us how to do it. He comes from meager existence. He comes from a small little town where everyone is despised and rejected. But how many of you know he didn't end up where he started? and you won't end up where you started. How many know God got brighter days for you? He's got better days for you. He's got prosperity and abundance for you. He's got healing, health, and wholeness for you. And just like Jesus walked his path on this earth, we too must walk our path on this earth. And we can go from Nazareth to being seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. How? By receiving Jesus Christ, God's one and only Son, as our Lord and our Savior. So the plot begins to thicken here because his name is Jesus, and, and he's born into this condition um, that's not ideal. Uh, th- they looked for him to be one thing and he was something else. They were hoping he would do one thing. He did something else. And they kind of scratched their heads and they were wondering, OK, now what's going on here? Even sometimes Jesus was he was asked the question, Lord, when are you going to establish your kingdom? He said, you dummies, the kingdom of God is in you. Amen. He wasn't thinking about Rome. He wasn't thinking about Caesar. He wasn't thinking about Augustus. He wasn't thinking about any of that. He said the kingdom of God is within you. They had it twisted. They wanted to do all these outward things to be accepted. He said it's not what comes out. It's what goes in that makes you what you are. And what is coming to us? The life of God. Aren't you grateful for Jesus today? Aren't you excited about him? So there is a problem here. There is a problem, and the problem here is in verse 34. So all of this is being talked to, to, between Mary and the angel, and in verse 34, Mary kind of says to the angel, oh, Now, how can this be, since I don't know a man? Now, any good story always has a problem, right? It's got a problem and a solution Sometimes they call it conflict and resolution. Got to be a problem, right? If you went to the movies and the movie was supposed to be this really good love story and this man meets a woman there in eighth grade, and they go eighth grade, ninth grade, they get married, they're 21, they get good jobs, they have good kids, the kids get, you give them grandkids and at the end of the story they just pass away. You'd be like, that was a waste of money and time. You want to see somebody have been through something, huh? You want to see them like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want you anymore either. Well, let's just work it out one more time. No, I'm done with you. No, baby, please. No, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm sick and tired of you. Come on, let's work it out. Give me one more chance, baby. I'm just asking for one more chance. Okay, I'm going to give you one more chance, but that's going to be it. Right? And then they work it out. you would be like, I can relate to that because I told her I was gone. And she begged me for one more chance. I told him I was gone, and he begged me for one more chance, and they worked it out. There's got to be some conflict. There's got to be a problem. There's got to be an issue. Somebody said, and if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that he could solve them. There's a mountain that needs to be addressed. There's a valley that needs to be addressed. There's some lack, some debt, some confusion, some problems that he answers and they need to be addressed. And God has given us the answer to problems we don't even have yet. And his name is Jesus. Oh, what a wonderful child. Tender, meek, and mild. What life and hope to all he brings. Listen to the angels sing. Glory. Come on, let me hear you shout. Glory shout glory Glory. to the newborn king that's who he is and that's who you are we've been made kings and priests unto him today is our day amen amen today is our day so we got this conflict we got sin coming into the world we got adam and eve messing up we got mary wondering how it's going to happen and we find the answer to the solution in verse 30 huh you want not come up here and help? You'd be a good assistant. I can already tell. She's already paying attention. How can this be since I don't know a man? Verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her. The what? It's out of your hands, Mary. Yes, It's out of your hands. It's out of my hands. It's the. Holy Spirit. What's the answer? The Holy Spirit. What's your problem? I don't know. Don't care. I know your answer, though. Your answer is the Holy Spirit. He does things that others cannot do. He helps us when no one else can. He's there for us. He's in us. He's on us. He's for us. He's in front of us. He's behind us. And he is ours as much as we are his. It's the Holy Spirit. Don't worry about it. this. Is not conventional, Mary. You don't even have to have intimacy with a man because the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. Yeah. He's going to do something that's never been done before. It's the Holy Spirit. How can this be? That's the problem. The answer is, the solution is, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, as the Holy One is to be born, He will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, verse 36, Elizabeth, your relative, has uh, conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for he who has called barren. Verse 37, For with God, for with God, for with God, there's your answer right there. For with God, some of you try to do it without God. Some of you try to do it your own way. And to trust God means to do it his way when you want to do it your way. When people say I trust God, you know what that means? That means I'm going to do it his way and not my way. If you trust God, what he tells you to do, you do it. When you trust yourself, you do what you want to do. For with God, all things are possible. All right? So we looked at the setting. When and where. We looked at the characters. The who. We looked at the plot. Which is Jesus being born in this lowly place, but getting this prophecy that he was literally going to run the world at some point. And how are we going to get from point A to point B? We looked at the conflict and the resolution. The problem is, how can this be? The solution is the Holy Spirit. The question is, how can this be? The solution is the Holy Spirit. The question is, how can this be? How can I leave my job and start my own business? That's the question. The answer is the Holy Spirit. How can I get married when I'm 60 years old? The problem is you ain't found nobody yet. The answer is the Holy Ghost already got him found. Already got her found. Already got him found. They already found. The Holy Spirit makes impossible possible. Now, we talked about the how, which is the conflict and the resolution. Now, let's finish up, close up with the why. Why of all this? Why was Jesus born? Why was Jesus sent? Why is Jesus here? Why did Jesus come? Why did God send Jesus? Why did Jesus die? Why did Jesus rise from the dead? Why is Jesus at heaven right now making intercession for us? Why, 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 why? The reason that Jesus has done all of this, the main problem is the sin problem. The sin problem has separated us from God the Father. The sin problem has separated us from God the Father. We were separated from God. That is the why of all this. Why was Jesus born in a manger? Because of sin. Why was Jesus born of a virgin? Because of sin. Why did Jesus come in the first place? Because of sin. We've been separated by sin from God. And Jesus says, I'm sorry, and the Bible says that God sent Jesus to die for our sins and to give us eternal life. We have to understand that God is in it with us. God is in it for us. God wants us to be victorious. And all we have to do is receive what he has done for us. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We normally stop there. But verse 17 says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18, he who believes in him is not condemned. How many of you believe in him? Yeah. So stop feeling condemned. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So during this story, we got these five elements, we've got the setting. We've got the characters. We've got the plot. We've got the problem. we got the solution. And it's got a climax. You know, it's got a climb. Yeah. You know, he's driving yeah. down the road and everything is nice and peaceful. You say, oh, something's about to happen. Or you see the boy and he's swinging a baseball bat. Yo, know, something just about, you could just tell something just about to happen. The little kid playing at the park all by himself. You don't see the parents anywhere. You know, something's about to happen. Somebody about to get snatched. Somebody about to, to get robbed. Somebody about to, you know, have a, a, some type of traumatic experience. And he got this climax. Is he going to live or is he going to die? Are they going to win or are they going to lose? Is it going to be okay? or is it not going to be okay and it's climbing it's climbing it's climbing it's climbing it's climaxing and at the very end you're like you're just hanging on the edge well listen when it comes to the things of God God don't want you hanging on the edge we know how it works out we're more than conquerors through him that loved us Yea, in all these things, we're more than conquerors. We yeah. may not know what we're going to have to go through. We may not know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. And we're coming out, it's not even smelling like smoke. Yeah. So the problem and the solution. The problem is sin. The solution is Jesus. Let me hear you say Jesus. Jesus. The problem is death, but the solution is? Jesus. The problem is sickness, but the solution is? Jesus. The problem is fear, but the solution is? Jesus. The problem is worry, anxiety, but the solution is? Jesus. Jesus. The problem is poverty and lack, but the solution is Jesus. (laughs) no matter what it is. The problem is addiction. The problem is shame. The problem is low self-esteem. The problem is guilt. The problem is embarrassment. The problem is hopelessness. But the solution is always Jesus. Solution is always Jesus. I remember Pastor Price said, take you two hours to tell me the problem. Take me 10 minutes to tell you solution. Solution is Jesus and it's found in his word. How many of you really willing to work it out and walk it out? Yeah. Now, listen, the story doesn't end with Jesus. I said the story doesn't end with Jesus as a baby. The story doesn't end with Jesus living as a man. The story doesn't end with Jesus dying on a cross. The story doesn't end with Jesus rising from the dead. The story ends with me and you receiving what Jesus has. That, that's where the story ends. Let me say it again. The story doesn't end with Jesus coming, being born of a virgin. The story doesn't end with Jesus living a life that was spotless before God. The story doesn't end with Jesus dying on the cross and being raised from the dead. The story ends with us receiving Jesus. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth. Let earth. Let earth do what? He's already come. All we've got to do what is receive. Let every. Every. Heart, do what? Prepare. Let every heart do what? Prepare. You know that song? You're a little slow. you a little slow. Let every heart do what? Prepare him room. What do you need to do in your heart? Prepare. You need to get all that other stuff out of there so that you can do what? Prepare him room. We prepare our own hearts for him so that we can receive him. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive. How many of you have received them today? Yes. I receive yes. Receive all he has for me. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. Heaven and nature sing. Amen? Joy to the world. Every head bowed, every eye closed.